this, uh, this conference, for a couple days, I mean, I was speaking to the organizer, and I was telling her, why don't we do it more like an interview style? I was supposed to have 20 minutes of speaking, and I said, there's going to be so many guest speakers. People are just listening to people back to back. And instead of me coming up and giving another lecture, why don't we just do an interview style, and, and it'll be more interactive, more dynamic, and more interesting. And she was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And so on the day, I show up, and um, there's all these people there, and it's my turn to go up on stage. And the thing is that she decided it's a great idea, not just for you, but with the other speaker. And so she combined two speakers. We were both on stage, and she was going to interview us. The problem, problem for me, not problem for anyone else, I think, was that she uh, decided to interview this other person. Where's Ruben? Is Ruben around? There, Ruben with the baby. So anyway, the problem was that she decided to have... Uh, to do the interview to both of us, and so she she went ahead, she had about 10 questions for each, but she went ahead and asked this other lady all the questions first. And so she asked her all the questions, and this lady is talking about her work in Africa and Mozambique, and how she did missions there, and then how she's doing a mission here in Portugal, and all that God is doing, and it was just a blessing to hear from her, and I'm sitting there thinking, this is going on for a long time, but she's talking to her and interviewing her, and then I think she must have looked at her phone and seen the time and realized, oh, we don't have any more time. So she turns to me, she asked me two questions, and it was over. And I was there thinking, I just came all the way here to this conference to answer two questions. But anyway, okay, God, let it be a blessing. That's That was my part. And so I head to the bathroom. We were about to leave, and I head to the bathroom, and I'm washing my hands after, and I just see this woman hovering over me. You know when somebody's like hovering? <laughs> and I see her hovering over me. I'm washing my hands, and I turn to her. Yes. <laughs> and she turns to me. She goes, I'm sorry. Can I, can I say something? And I'm thinking, oh, she's going to prophesy over me or something. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and she goes, when you were on stage, I was listening to you speak, and my heart was just beating because I just want to be involved in the Lisbon Project. I'm a lawyer by profession. I've been a lawyer for the past 20 years. And is there any way that I could serve with my legal expertise in the Lisbon Project? And I turned to her and I say, yeah, actually, we lost one of our lawyers this week. And it's just God's timing. We would absolutely love for you to be part of the Lisbon Project. And she said, you know, while you were speaking up there, uh, my heart was beating and I wanted to get involved. But I said, no, God, maybe maybe they don't need me. And, and I was insecure. And I said, God, if you want me to be involved, then put her in my path. And here we are in the bathroom. <laughs> and she's saying, could I, could I be a lawyer in the Lisbon Project? And I said, absolutely. And so we booked a meeting. On Monday, she's texting me, when can, when can I come? When can I meet the Lisbon Project? Her daughter is also a lawyer. And so the two of them came on Thursday. And on Thursday, we sat here. And they arrived. And I, and I had a meeting with her, her daughter, and our head of the Legal Aid Program. Her name is Yomar, and she's an intern that's been with us for a few months now, and she's leading the Legal Aid Program, and so we had a meeting all together. A meeting that we were supposed to talk about the Legal Aid Program, when next thing, this woman and her daughter start telling their testimony. And they start telling about how God has brought them from Brazil and the, the provision of God and how God has worked in their lives and, and how God is faithful and how God is amazing and how God is just so good to them in every detail. And they're telling their whole story. Now, here's the detail. Gilman is not a Christian. And so I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder how comfortable she is in this conversation right now. But she's listening and this lady is just so on fire and her daughter and they're so on fire telling us how God was just so amazing in bringing them from Brazil to Portugal, like to the detail of 
of they couldn't afford the flights. And they said, okay, God, well, like that's the last tick of the, of the journey. If you can get us the flights, then we'll go. And everything was too expensive when all of a sudden this one flight comes up and it's super cheap. The daughter says, I didn't even want to refresh the page because it was so cheap. And it turns out they bought those flights and those flights were executive seats. And so to the point where the daughter says, I had to look up Google executive to see if it still meant the same thing. <laughs> But to the point where God flies them executive to Portugal because he had a plan and a purpose for them. And it was such a blessing of a time. And we, we, we agreed on that day that she would start Tuesday. So on Tuesday, she's going to start being here for the legal clinics. And, and not only supporting people with legal advice, but she's willing to go to court for people pro bono. And so it's just such a blessing. And so she leaves. And I turn to Gilman and I say, how was that? <laughs> Are you from a faith background? Or are you from a cat? She's Portuguese. Are you from a Catholic background? And she goes, that was amazing. I loved listening to this lady. I loved listening to what she was saying about God. That was so amazing. And so there was an opportunity for me then to say, you know, you know why I do the Lisbon Project? You know why the Lisbon Project exists? It's because of that God that she's talking about. It's because of what God has done in my life. And because we freely receive that we freely want to give. And God is just so good. And you know, it'd be so cool if you came to church one time. And she goes, I was just thinking that. I would love to come to church. And all of this to tell you that there is power in telling our story. We are called to love one another. But at some point, you have to tell the good news of Jesus Christ. At some point, you have to tell people of the goodness of God. And we sang about how good God is. And if you did that exercise that Jamil was encouraging us to do, I was just sitting, closing my eyes and thinking, how good God is. And different instances in my life where he has been so good. And there is power in telling people of his goodness. See, as Christians, we were given two main instructions that should completely define and shape our lives. We call them the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. The Great Commandment we find in Matthew 22. It says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. So often as Christians, I think we get caught up in the do's and don'ts of religion. We're all about this pressure of, of performing, this pressure of, of behaving and of doing good so that somehow we can obtain the, the, the acceptance of God. And I see so many Christians living with guilt and pressure and judging everything and everyone around them in an effort to stay in this lane of what we believe to be righteous when actually the word says that yes, we should, we should seek righteousness, but it's not something to be obtained or to be earned. Rather, Paul says to the Philippians, he says, and be found in him in Philippians 3, 9. Not having righteousness of my own that comes from the law, that comes from religion or performing, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. And so this first instruction is love. And I know it's simple this morning, but we're going to go back to basics because I think we should go back to basics every day. The first instruction that should completely define your life and my life is love. Everything flows from love. And so this morning, quick question, maybe an obvious one, but how have you been loving lately? Like truly, not just this abstract love that we talk about or this I love you that we say in these quick kind of superficial words, but how have you been loving 
lately? How have you been loving the Lord with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your strength? How have you been loving others as yourself? Not just this abstract love, but a, a real love. A love that, that compels you to ask for forgiveness when everything inside of you says they don't deserve it. A love that gives of your time sacrificially. A love that goes the extra mile. A love that, that just cares about the well-being of the other. How have you been loving lately? Because from this first instruction flows the second one. The Great Commission. It says in Matthew 28, Then Jesus came to them, to the disciples, and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I think... Some people think that the Great Commission is like the pastor's job description. And actually it's called the Great Suggestion. Like it's, it's, it's what the pastor should do. Or maybe some people think it's, it's what missionaries do, you know? Missionaries, they go out and they, and they make disciples, they go to the different nations. Or maybe it's the evangelists, pastors, missionaries, and evangelists. They're the ones with the gift of telling people about Jesus, or they're the ones with the time to do it, or worse, they're the ones who get paid to do it. And maybe we joke about it, but the truth is that so often Christians, the Great Commission, think that the Great Commission is just, it's something nice that Jesus said. It's, it, and by the way, it wasn't really, it's not called the Great Commission in the Bible, literally. But it's a command that Jesus gave us, and so that's why we call it that. But some people see it as, it's just something nice that Jesus said. That if you can include it, incorporate it in your life somehow, then great. If you can't, then the pastors, the missionaries, the evangelists will take care of it. When meanwhile, Jesus wasn't just talking to some, he gave this instruction to all of us. Jesus was saying, hey, if you love me with all of your heart, and with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, then tell people about me. Hey, if you love others as yourself, if you love your coworkers, if you love your colleagues at university, if you love your children, if you love your neighbors, then tell them about me. Tell them that I am the one that can give them freedom, that I am the one that can give them peace. I am the one that can release them from having to rely on themselves. Tell people about me. And then he says, but don't just tell them about me. Walk with them. He says, make disciples. Walk with them. Do life with them. Go hand in hand with them. Get to know me deeper with them. So this morning I want you to think about that and think about who told you about Jesus. We're all sitting here and if you're a Christian then somebody told you about Jesus. I know about Jesus because my parents from a young age they told me about him. And then I had teachers in school that they told me about him. And then when I was at my lowest points, I had friends that came into my life, and I can, I can think of them by name, friends that came into my life, and they uplifted me, and they encouraged me to keep trusting him. The word says in Romans 10, 14, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? See, the great commandment precedes the great commission. 
Only when you truly love the Lord, only when you belong to the Lord, only when you completely surrender to the Lord do you have His love inside of you. Does He abide inside of you so that you can influence and tell others about Him? These two instructions, they go hand in hand, and they are for everyone. So this morning, I'm coming to a close here. We're going to hear some stories from a few people of how God has worked in their lives. How the great commandment and the great commission plays out in real life, in real time, with real people. And again, we love Breakfast Sundays because it's an opportunity to hear of God's faithfulness and how he works in our lives in such a unique manner, in such a loving manner, like a true caring father that he is. And as we listen to them this morning, and I'm going to call them up just now, as we listen to them, there's three kinds of people in this room. There's only three kinds. You're either going through something, you either just got over something, or you're about to head into something. And if you're part of the third category, God bless you, God strengthen you. <laughs> but life doesn't stop. Life keeps going, and it's beautiful, and it's complex, and it's simple, and it's sad, and it's joyful, and it's exciting, and it's still at times, and it's empty, and it's full, and it's scary, and it's all so many things. And through it all, God is good. Through it all, God is in control. Through it all, God is sovereign. In my life, in your life, in the lives of everyone in here, he is king of kings. He is good. And so as you listen this morning, I pray that you will be encouraged. Whatever the category it is that you find yourself in this morning, whether you're going through something, just got over something, or about to head into something, I pray that the stories that you hear this morning will encourage you to keep trusting a God that is good, a God that is faithful, a God that is in control. And as you walk away this morning, if you don't get anything else, then I want you to think about it this week. How is the great commandment and the great commission playing itself out in your life? How are you loving the Lord? How are you loving others? How are you loving yourself? And are you telling people about him? Are you driven by this purpose? It's not just a command, it's a purpose with a promise that he is with you.